0: Well, welcome to our latest Sentinel podcast with myself, Martin Spinks, my colleague, Pete Smith, and across the desk from us, Pete, is genuine Stoke City royalty, I think it's fair to say, one Jimmy Greenoff. Welcome, Jimmy. Thanks, Martin. Pleasure to be here. I feel we should have sort of canned applause there, mention your name, or a few chants of Greenoff. You still get it, don't you, when you're walking around Stoke? They, They still love you, don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very special to me, yes, and uh, I don't try to shy away from it either because it is an honour, and uh, yeah. I am I am so grateful that supporters still do
0: kind of remember me,
1: and uh, and
0: hopefully what I did for Stoke. Stoke has been an enormous part of your life, hasn't it? Not just the club, but the area as well, which you've made home.
1: Still living here, spot on. You know. I, just, really, I just had something with the supporters, which... You can't explain at times. Um, I just knew probably that even when I was going to the, the ground, uh, Victoria ground, and going there with the crowd, and I just felt, yeah, they've come to see me and I had a duty to them. And and I, I felt all the players felt that way as well. So, yeah, Stokes City sports are very
0: special in my heart. We'll come on to Stoke a bit later. but First of all, it's been a special week for you. <laughs> 71 earlier this week. I quite enjoyed my seventieth. I don't know,
1: seventy-one all of a sudden. I thought, God, I'm getting <laughs> old, but I did quite enjoy my seventieth. And it's uh, seventy-one. It's flown that year. The family making
0: fuss of you this week? No, not, I don't like a fuss.
1: I thought <laughs> you might like say that.
0: No, I don't like a fuss. Uh, a few cards and a few chocolates. Yeah, so I get then. the chocolates.
1: I can't get it with my body now, but um, yeah, and I lost a lot of tweets which I have to thank all the kind of Stoke supporters and friends I know there, and, and a lot from Manchester as well, so, uh, yeah, that was very, uh, very nice, it was. Are you on Twitter then? No, not me, my, blood, my oh, I see. Right? A, him and me, grandson, were getting them all. Ah, yeah. That's and nice you know, then. Just relaying them to me as yeah. we were in the back and, you know, very nice.
0: Despite living here, what, nearly 50 years now, you've still got that Yorkshire accent. <laughs> I don't know whether it's as uh, deep and broad as it once was, but you've still got it. Let's wind the clock right back. You were born in Barnsley, deepest Yorkshire. What was it like growing up there in, what, late 40s, early 50s? Well, I was born 46, yeah.
1: Until um, you know, I moved here, I mean, then we we'll still lived there, you know. My dad died very early, 56 years of age, yeah. But yeah, I I wouldn't swap it when you look back on it, you know, you think, gosh, I mean, mum and dad, the old stories and they never left me wanting for anything, even though they weren't, (laughs) weren't very well off at all, you know. Was it quite tough? They didn't make it tough for me. If I wanted a pair of boots, I got a pair of boots and I got the best pair of boots. I knew that money could buy and I thought now they did afford it when I kind of recollected. Massive thanks to them, you know, what happens, The die, and, and you never told them, are you? And that kind of, I mean, you go through life and there's always things like that, but that really does get to me at
0: times. So how old would you have been when you lost your father? Uh, 22. So he'd seen some of your career then? He'd seen it at Leeds. Yeah. yeah. And i just moved to Birmingham.
1: And he'd never kind of said, don't do that, but I always listened to him. He didn't want me to go to Birmingham. And I have to admit, he got that one right as well. Uh, but I didn't know. He'd was a footballer himself, wasn't he? Well, Lincoln, yes. I remember mean, it was in those days they played there, but there was more money working. And it, wasn't a, it wasn't a massive pull, only to love, to play the game you love, you know.
2: Was he a striker? I
1: think he just kind of like a number 10, from what people used to say to me. You can play wherever. You know? But that's just the local people talking, you know. Did they know the football? I didn't. I don't know, but I trust that they did. When did it become clear that you might have a career in football? Was that evident early on? To me, it was. was? No, to me it was. I mean, I kind of. I always wanted to be football. I went to grammar school, Martin. Listen, this. I went to grammar school, and and that's kind of a a five year thing, not a four year like the secondary moderns in those days and all that. And I went there, and I was supposed to be rugby which is, you know, what grammar schools are. And <laughs> kind of, I'm kind of shaking me out when I was going to the Barnacle Grammar School. I couldn't tell I'd gone to the secondary modern school
0: play football. where
1: I could play football. but I got to the grammar school and one of the best people that helped me in my career was the sportsmaster there. It was German. Eric Goodman, they called him. Football mad. So everything was geared to football. Rugby was just secondary at the school, so I was in there. And the seventh, I do it was absolutely... I did have... I loved going to school for the sports. <laughs> the academics was rubbish. You start off in uh, the first year where you you do obviously your studies and you some classwork, and then at the end of the year, the sender the, the sender letter to your mum and dad and saying James of the Colcombe in Barnsley, James next year will be two B, so A B C D I haven't done bad, but then kind of the football was. Mr. Goodman and playing for the under-12s, under, under thirties and under forties, I was kind of, can't have been too bad a play without sounding big-headed. Now, if I'd have stayed on for my fifth year, I'd have been in 5F. have so gone 2B, C, D, E, F. I just didn't, just didn't do my own work, didn't listen, listen in the classroom. All I had to do was get the tennis ball, go out up against the gable end and what have you. And, brush up on my left foots so and my right foots so and my volleys and my headers. And at least that paid off. But my school, she used that went right down the path. And what happened there is that five years of, I've just told you, I supposed to stay at grammar school. So what age I, I are you now, 15, 16? Uh, 14, 15, yeah. There's no way I, c- I can go back. And I said to my dad, and the scouts had started coming anyway. They
0: heard about you. They heard
1: about it, But they weren't supposed to tap you up. But they kept coming and but they always find a way so in head I think my dad knew that yeah he's going to make it to him. and he still "Are he's sure are you sure so he says right then come on he'd already done the preliminary work so we're going to see your headmaster so I went to the grammar school in the morning and he told the headmaster he was going to buy me out of school They'd right. all been set in motion and it was £10 to buy me out. So Leeds
2: bought you out of school? No, my father, yeah, right. father
1: didn't. £10 was a lot of money. It was a lot of money in them days. It was a good it was a good month's wage. Well, it was a month's wages, three weeks' yeah. wages so anyway. We couldn't afford it.
0: That was a gamble, but one It was,
1: but he knew. And I remember when I was sat outside the dead master's study and mother and father were inside with them, and then all of a sudden my dad came out. And He says, "Are you sure you're going to make it?" Positive, death. And he shook his head and said, "Yeah, no, not a decent affair." And that was it. Went back in, come back out. Says, "Come on, (laughs) you're out." (laughs) That's all. So where did you go? Straight to Leeds. I let him choose. I let him choose. choose. We got a few clubs. I don't know how many, and I'll be honest with you there. Um, But I knew Sheffield United because they were local, and we went over to see them obviously, Barnsley, um, and Leeds, and um, just said to me, How do you, pick this? you know what it is, and he got it spot on, spot on, we've got a coach there at Leeds called Wes Cocker,
0: yeah. and
1: uh, Sid Owen, well Sid Owen, all centre half at Lewton, would have played for England loads and loads of time, but Billy Wright was the centre half at the time. And he just says, that guy knows what it's all about. And he he told me to it not for Don Reeve. for said, And he he was that spot on. The guy, guy, in fact, probably did more for these than Don Reeve did. His dossiers and his training was absolutely brilliant. His coaching. And on top of kind of meeting up with some really great young lads who were...
2: Tell uh, us some of the 92. Well, they they talk about the
1: 92 at uh, Manchester. These lots are better. Sprake. Mm. Paul Reed, England International, Terry Cooper, England International, Billy Brenner, Scottish Captain, Jack Charlton, World Cup winner, Norman Hunter, Johnny Giles. Johnny Giles got more here. Yeah. Peter Lorimer, Scottish International, then there was myself, then there was Mick Jones, centre forward for England. And as you said, then then Johnny Giles came. Eddie Gray on the left wing. Then there was the utility man, Paul Maidley. Absolutely
0: incredible. That, that was the core of the Great Leeds team. I mean,
1: there was plenty more. Terry Ibbott, for example, was a great player. Yeah. Went to Newcastle. Yeah. Just such a good player. Terry Yorath couldn't get in the team. But they all got a brain. They all knew how football should have been played. They knew that if they went on a run and they couldn't get back, somebody would be filling in for them. If you can understand, It didn't have to be told twice. It just came automatic. And I put them ahead of the 92 at Manchester United with the be Becks
0: and Giggs and all yeah. that. Yeah, maybe scores could have got in that
1: side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what a start for your career to be playing! Yeah, and I loved it. Yeah. You said, "Oh, done it! It's
1: absolutely fantastic." Mm. And, um,
0: but it was a hugely unpopular these team, was it? Was in the wider world, how fair and fair was that? Pretty unfair. Mm. They could play. Just going forward now a little bit, we
1: can go back whenever you want. But going forward a bit, it did have the system that it was so defensive and many a game, if we got a goal in the first 10 minutes, we were just defensive, defensive, defensive. Don't score clean sheet, certainty. No. And then Billy Bremner and Johnny Giles got together on behalf of the lads and said to Don Reba, you've got to give us, just let us go. We'll beat anybody. Just let us go. And what they did, they did that, and play played Southampton and beat event First game, can you remember it?
0: Is that the I famous guy when they kept the ball? It up our yeah. Porch, yeah, for a 50 odd passage or something. That's right. Yeah. But that but was that's not, a, one of the things
1: that made him unpopular, wasn't it? Well, oh, maybe so, but yeah. I think that was kind of saying to the public we can play as well as kick, you know, mm. and we could play.
0: Tell us about Don Revy. What, what was he like, you know? Another, another I loved it? him when I first I went, went there,
1: and I must him, I mean, I'm, I'm going to a club and. Gave him a debut when I was 16, which, in fact, a, gr- a great double debut. Peter Lawrence and myself on the same. Yeah. Game. I was 16, he was 15.
2: <laughs> Where's that against?
1: Uh, Swansea. Five now. <laughs> so that helped. 15, he was almost 16, but he was 15. Yeah. What, what a great debut for him. He was a bad plan, wasn't he? He had a great shot on him, and he was yeah. trying, I know in training Gary Spray wouldn't go in goal and when he had it just go to the post and <laughs> let it go in the net And quite right the balls were heavier in those days and I'm not having me I'm not having broken just watched it go in the net well, what about
0: Revy how did you find him? oh so sorry him?
1: I liked him at first and then he became the very, most superstitious man I've ever known Um and uh, I just found him a bit dishonest, and, uh, Tell me one thing and then I wasn't playing, and this is how it all started, you know, and give me false things why he was leaving me out. And all the, what it was all leading to when he kept leaving me out of the team and playing whoever Paul made little front or whatever, who wasn't a front man, although a great utility man, versatile man, and it, it was all boiling. Billy Bremner was a great friend of mine and the skipper. And, it's all boiling down, which I realised afterwards. It was all about, I'll we'll get you out and we'll get Alan Clark in. Right. Did it right.
0: That's a maneuver you Top, to go. top
1: goalscorer. Mm. I wasn't prolific. I, was a go- I could get them. But I played on the wing at Leeds, played wing half at Leeds. He wanted uh, a sniffer, as they called him. Mm. And, and he could do it, but it wasn't honest enough with me. And, yeah. he, and even when I moved to Birmingham, he kicked me. He led me there, in the sense that he said no one was after me. This was about nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said this it was a pain. I was on his knocking at his door every other day. But he assured me. He says, "No, nah, nobody's coming for you, Jim." He says, "There's only one Birmingham." And in the end, I got so fed up. I went down the division to Birmingham. And then after that, once I'd moved, all the kind of papers started coming out with. Your Liverpools, your Ralphs, your newcastle They were all interesting. Oh, yeah. Which one? If I'd have done, Which one have you gone to, you? Well, uh, now, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was tempted if I'd have known about Newcastle being that part of the country. Yeah. But I think if Sh- Shanks would have got over me, I'd have probably come together. But once I'd gone to Man United, that would have been the
0: last thing I'd have done. Yeah. yeah. wouldn't never go to Liverpool. But there you are in the 2nd Division of Birmingham, yeah. finding all this out, you must have been furious. It didn't tell, but
1: I was looking in a sense, oh, what softened me was that I was scoring goals on a regular basis, which wasn't my forte, but I was doing it. And I think there was a little bit I'll show you, you know, which you do when you get rejected, or you're willing to let you go, you never thought it would happen. So yeah, I knocked a few goals in, and uh, the lads loved me, which was, that helps, you know. Hmm rate was great at Leeds, and then, but then I went there, and they, the lads loved me to death there as well, so that helps. Mm. When you're welcomed into a club, you know. And into it's place of work at the end of the day. It, it. certainly is. Okay. <laughs> well, I know, later in life, you go to work, if you don't enjoy it, it's horrible.
0: Mm.
1: Well, but I've never done a nine-to-five, so if mm. you said you're nine-to-five, I'd God, I couldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it, my life, I started doing
0: it better. Yeah. Was it always in the back of your mind? You dropped down a division to Birmingham, but you wanted to get back to the top division, didn't you? Sooner, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I wanted to get back desperately. So s- yeah, as quickly as possible. Any club showing an interest apart from Stoke? I knew know. Stoke had. Mm. How was it done in uh, those days? I knew Everton again. Yeah,
1: uh, and I know Newcastle had day. do And you knew it. this time that they were
0: yeah, interested. I knew that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So why Stoke? I
1: shook hands with Tony came over one day, Tony Waddington, and uh, I shook hands with him, and I, I don't remember saying to him, and it was a bit naughty really. I don't think Mr. Enchel was too, the chairman, was too impressed me when I said it, but Tony says, hey, glad he says that we've come in for you and all that. I said, yeah, fine. I said, but I want to tell you now, don't think he's me to do the running of them old ones, because they've got quite a few old yeah. players. Yeah, I knew the good ones, but I knew the old ones as well who, who could do it, pretend to be running around and all that. And he turned to me, you know, and he said, "Listen, Jim, please sign." And I said, "If you do," he said, "I'll play the youngsters." And he stuck to his word. Mm-hmm. And he he played, um, he played Smithy, he played Jackie Marsh, he played Mickey Pedges, and he played Mickey Bernard. He stuck to his word, so I'm glad that I shook that I shook hands and I stuck to it. Because on the day that I'd shook hands with him, Martin, I went home to Birmingham, back home to Birmingham. And we hadn't been in the house five minutes. And the phone rang. My wife had been in. But I answered, and it was Bob Russell from the Daily Mirror. Mirror. Can you ever remember that name? name? Yeah. I and i know him from Leeds days. He said, Jim, have you be signed for Stoke? And I went, no, I don't. Don't? Why? Everton are coming in for it when they're coming back. I'm telling you now, he says. He's told me, but you don't tell anybody how a
0: catch it. you, cats, right? Right. Said, yeah. He says, don't.
1: And I said, well, alright Put the phone down. Just going to tell them, he said, ran again. And who was it? Squeaky boys play it for Everton. Alan Bowen. Bowley. Like, yeah? Jim! I mean,
0: I can't do it i <laughs> <laughs> Oh, go on, on, give it a go. Okay.
1: Well, Jim! <laughs> Jim, have your sign saved it? And said, no, don't. We're coming for you, mate. We're coming for you. We're coming back tomorrow from Holland, I think the word is. We're coming back. We're signing you. And I said, right, all right. I said to my miss, said, you never believe it, Joe. These two phone calls, I just uh, tell me not to sign. What are you going to do? And he says, what are you going to do? And I just said, I'm signing for Stoke. I shook hands with Tony Waddington. I'll stick to my word. Then I did do.
0: So... But That's it, how it was. But you could easily have gone back on it. A lot well, of well, Everton were.
1: that year, that season, from start of the season, they won the league. So, do you think guy felt. Ah, no, but, but the thing is, we went on and won the league, which
2: mm-hmm. I'm sure
1: meant more to would meant more to me than Everton. lean with Everton and winning the league, even really. Yep, yeah, still could never won anything. Eh? So So you become <laughs> start, or you think you become start of something good. Uh, and I was there for it, and yeah, that just made it so. Did uh, you never right, regret it? No, no No, no no, 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 no I'm still living in store, like you said. Mm. There's something there, Martin. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, you wouldn't have stayed in Liverpool, would you? Actually, no, I,
1: I, I think the more <laughs> I would have gone there, the chance then would have probably been a, a pulling, yeah. pulling on the strings at that time. But I'm mm. so glad I didn't go there. I'm glad they didn't know about it.
2: We've dug out the reports from from when you signed and they all seem to be focused on your, your price tag because you're a Stokes record signing, £100,000. Yeah. You said at the time yeah. that you're hoping that you can forget about the fee. Did, did it weigh heavily on no, your shoulders? not at all. You weren't bothered? No.
1: I think when I first came the first year, I wasn't too. But I had missed my pre-season training at Birmingham
2: and I got a bit of
1: groin trouble as well. And My first year wasn't very good, you know, but Wado would insist on me keep playing. So now and I didn't do myself justice, but he put in he put in the sentinel now. I don't know if you can find it. Truthfully, headlines on the back page. Without telling me, I didn't know I was supposed to be a bit fitter. <laughs> and the injuries had gone. Now you watch really North go. No pressure. <laughs> Played Southampton and I scored two goals. <laughs> I tell you I was so unfit and I still scored two. But He's put that in and if I'd have had a nightmare again I don't know what it yeah. would have been probably the wouldn't in the you I no? wouldn't have been in the League Cup I wouldn't have won it so, um,
0: I've heard it said about you I won't say by you great player that you were this is by former colleagues you weren't the best trainer in the world they said you didn't like training no, I, like, no, no,
1: no I didn't like long distance running right I like I had
0: training fine like?
1: give me a ball yeah give me the short sprints Nobody will beat me. I'll do it. And I better know who said it because I used to take the mickey out of him in sprints, Dennis Smith. No, no, no. <laughs> I used to beat him in sprints all the time and he couldn't stand it. I used to run and then we'd go.
0: That would uh, annoy him, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: And as I was going, I'd be looking at him like that as I was going past him and gradually. Back. And his hand was coming out all the time to hold me back.
0: Did he ever kick you in training, but yes. catch me he would have done if he could Don't get me, yeah. kick what? anybody if he could I mean there are a few players who could look after themselves like Dennis were there any injuries in training did they kick the likes of you intentionally or not
1: no 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 they knew where to draw the line maybe Peggy if he lost it a bit <laughs> Pe- he wouldn't just glazed the eye and wouldn't know he was playing against what team whether it's a practice match or FA Cup final he'd come for you
0: he just go we, we could go through the whole squad they're all great players, great characters but there are two I really want to talk about first is Gordon Banks I know he didn't last long enough because of his, his eye injury tragically but what was it like having arguably the world's best goalkeeper in your team?
1: Well I suppose when you've got it there you don't kind of look for well if we had him it be a little bit better because there was no one better than him and he was so reassuring I think that's what I loved about him he never rolled anybody as such. he always put them in the man behind, man wide, whatever. They're always talking to the back four. Never saw him have a go at mean Probably did, but in a good way. And just a great guy. And, and do you know what? He was just kind of so fitted at anyway. Win the World Cup, wasn't going on about it every morning in, in training, in the dressing and getting changed. And I changed next to him. He's lucky was next to mine. And all he'd do there in the little space that we had. He'd be doing his stretches all the time while he was talking to. You. Most supple man out. Most supple footballer I've played with.
0: when he used to do when he...
1: Probably touched to the ground with his elbows, you know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: Is that what made him such a great goalkeeper, that mobility? Because he made difficult saves look easy, didn't he? he
1: was. If you didn't see any films on him when he's running, he's is bouncing. Mm. Okay, obviously, obviously when he's bouncing, going for saves in top corners, that's really
0: no problem to him. It appeared. The other one, you know, the other name I'm going to try mm. Alan Hudson. So it was said you were telepathic on the pitch, mm. but off the pitch it was slightly different. Oh, yeah, me. I mean, Terry
1: said, Terry Conroy says a thing about. I don't know if it went to that extreme, but it's what it, is, it He's right in the after the game and all that, and the lads were saying, Where are you going? and all that. And then somebody would say, Where are you going, Hoodie? So and so. And Jim would look at me and say, well, I'm going the other way, all right. That. So. But that's fine, Hoodie knew that as well. He knew I wasn't into his league.
0: <laughs> you didn't want to get mixed up in his nights out?
1: Well, I couldn't anyway. I mean, he's stay out longer than me. I mean, no, it was. Him and Jeff Sanders were just one-offs. do not mind me saying it, they could drink, they could party, whatever you like to call it. But them two were first in training up at, the, up at the front.
0: So they never let the team down? Never. Which is... Great, long, great, great
1: trainers.
0: Mm. The only thing that
1: I ever had a good... The only once I had a go at hoodie was when we were in training and he's up at the front and the fumes from his breath was going to the back and it was killing us. And I had to swear to not get to the back, will you?
2: Oh, terrible! So many feels coming, so, um, just he was breathing. Ever, you know. Was the type of the on the pitch? Instant.
1: Yeah, never spoke. Never spoke about it. Never kind of practice it and all like that. You know, you just kind of—it's a trust. probably first time I played with Udi, Liverpool. That was yeah. his debut, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Liverpool. Then he get the ball and I'd look one way with my eyes. And then go the other, but then I come back. To the ball where I'd shown him. Like, oh, I can't see this on my, but I just go like that. Then, just a little point. Oh, the couldn't take Go like that, mm-hmm. or oh, like that. But then as I went that way, and the defender was coming, I, mean, I come back. The ball was there. It trust. We trusted
2: mm-hmm. one another. It must have been so exciting after that debut. Him coming in is—I think he was another record signing for Stoke, wasn't he? But he was, what can we do with this? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, when, he kind of, when they signed him, I have to be honest and just said, I didn't know much about him, Martin. Mm. You know, the kind of Charlie, what's the Charlie lad on the wing? Oh, Charlie Cook. Charlie Cook. Okay, yeah,
0: Chelsea.
1: Peter Osgood. But Wado had seen this guy and knew what he was all about and he was spot on. I mean, he was such a good, but I think the biggest compliment I can give him, how good, if I, if I could start my career off again and he was around about, I rolled him up, put him under my arm and take it to every club I went Mm. and make sure he was with me and I'd sign his contract with me.
0: (laughs) It was that good. It was that good. He's always had a chip on his shoulder, hasn't he? By only playing twice for England. I think a lot of people would share that. You never played at all for England, not for the senior Mm. side. How much did that hurt, Jimmy? Because you must have been close on occasions. I think I was close on a
1: couple of hours. I'm sure I was. But when it really came to it, me and Huddy, I mean, I think everybody was clamouring for me and Huddy to play. Who was the manager? Don Reardon? Yeah. Is that the reason? Don you know, Reeves, nobody leaves Leeds United, so well, I mm-hmm. and I went to, and he couldn't take it that people wanted to leave Leeds. And Huddy was one of those that, when he got you together, Reedy, you these his little boys, and you had to do with. I could go on in there for ages about, and it was a big part of why I left as well. We had to play bingo and carpet bowls,
0: and that was a bingo
1: caller.
0: <laughs> was this before matches?
1: Yeah, and then you took, you took us away Fridays for away game, obviously. Then it started for Fridays for our own games, and then it went Thursday and Friday for our own games. <laughs> so then, if you played midweek, you were away Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday
0: playing bingo. That's so all they wanted to do, them carpet bowls. Was there any money involved?
1: Yeah, five of each every time the lads had to put it in or
0: Yeah. What well, what was he thinking? Was that just
1: to relax you or... no idea, do <laughs> Just a dummy idea. he yeah. had them all like school kids. Shame, <laughs> <Gym. laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, And I had to give him up you know, just lining it up a bit. He used to use when the beginning he used to say. So I had to start over that. Clickety-click. <laughs> Sixty six. <laughs> Two fat ladies. You got to learn all that. I had to give him all that. Just, you know what I mean? Now you, you picture, tell you, tell you all this. Jimmy says, "You only get on the with this story." <laughs> <laughs> now, you just picture it with there I'm giving it all that, bringing the numbers out. <laughs> you got two little ducks. I swear to you this. And in front of you uh, you've got Scotland captain. England Centre World Cup with a centre half Norman on to bite your legs, blah 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 blah. Two little ducks and all three of them to go quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, I'm
0: not making it. Oh, that, were they taking the mickey as well? Were they taking this
1: seriously? they mm-hmm. got into it. Yeah. I really think they've got into it. And the two fat ladies then became two fat laughs. That's better, <laughs> that's better. Oh, so so. 11 11
0: coming all whistle.
1: <laughs> How good is that?
0: Oh. If you were to pick 90 minutes that you could read it again as a footballer, would, would it be 72 League Cup final? Would that be the one? It'd be up there, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Is it, is it 10 more again? I'd love to have them last five games and we'd probably win the league. Mm.
0: 74, 74 75. Yeah. yeah.
1: If I could bring anything, it'd be that. The last four, or five, games, whichever how many it was.
0: Yeah. You were in poor position at one point, not Yeah, it? I should have done it. What, what went wrong?
1: I don't know. Wado said to me, and he just said, you know what, Jimmy?" He said, we had nobody in that team had been there before. Experience. And yeah, we've got, mm-hmm. we got the World Cup, you got the cap. Mm-hmm. We had nobody who'd been there before. I'd been probably the
0: closest, you know. Yeah, at that end of the league, mm-hmm. that night. The broken legs
2: as well. I know that, but that, I don't cool.
1: like that as an excuse. We've got some, I know that we had not a big squad, and nobody did in them days, but I think we'd enough to see us through. You know, we've got kind of, I mean, going forward, like we Jeff Sammons and TC, we'd uh, we, we did enough to raid on them, Jackie Marsh overlapping, and Mickey Pedgick overlapping, and the two solid central defenders we're still enough just to bring skills in and mm-hmm. whoever you know even Stuart jumps to this world surely. we're enough it wondered if you were going kind of right six of you out and no nah, they'd like to just go through them four games and that It'd just be lovely to have brought them.
2: I know Martin's got it on his list to ask you about the game at Birmingham in December and because you were top of the league yeah it was a pretty special goal yeah was that your best ever? You
0: that goal yeah. Similar, similar to Peter Crouch's wasn't it a few years ago against Man City well I, well
1: I was at the game when Peter scored and I did I did jump up yes and I even chatted green to thought so
0: you did I do <laughs> <laughs> it just about memory straight away about it the goal straight away yeah, yeah. yeah. there we go <laughs> spookily reminiscent wasn't it mm. right hand corner of the box balls coming over and you volleyed it into the far top corner yeah. was that your best goal
1: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you remember the celebration?
1: Yeah, very calm.
0: Yeah, you shook hands in those days, didn't you? Very
1: calm. Yeah. Very calm. I remember the celebration when we beat Arsenal 5 at home, That was diabolical. I just went like ah, that, nah, nah, just idiot. Yeah. Because it was Arsenal? Awesome. Probably sure it was too much of the XC, so yeah, the yeah. joy and what have you. But yeah, I mean, the Birmingham goal was special, but the second goal was a match, you know, and it's always because that was a good one, but. <laughs> The said know. one to get forgotten. What was that like? I wish you could see that. If you ever see it again, I'm going to tell you what. I've told you through it. I got a free kick out wide left left. Somebody went in and I give it all that. It didn't touch him I went like that. Free kick. So who goes on the ball is hoodie and Sammy. And I kind of jump back into the middle. And hoodie wasn't taking it, but he was there. Because he wanted the left foot to out swing a little bit. So Hoodie you see that to Sammy? And what he said, is, I knew, he, I thought he was taking it. Jimmy's going to post. So he's telling him where to put it. Put it perfect. Just one, five corner. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Got a, re- but it shows it on TV, as if he can. But he did right there,
0: Jimmy. Jimmy's mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, OK. Mm-hmm. You got, report, yeah. then? got the report there? Yeah,
2: I got the report from Peter Hewitt. He does say, he talks about your good second goal. Birmingham was shattered in the 36th minute, when Green off notched his second. Salmon swung a free kick from the left near the byline, and Greenoff, with fine anticipation, met the ball first time with his head and glanced it well out of Latchford's reach into the far corner of the net. We've got each report of your first. You underplayed it a little bit, but a few days later, this hoodie's column and talk about a backhanded compliment. Here we go. Because we were looking for a good, solid performance away from home when we went to Birmingham and possibly snatching a goal out of the blue. Jimmy Greenoff had been volleying just wide so often lately that he was due to stick one in. Yet, funny enough, it came from a more difficult position than when he's been missing. His first goal was great, the sort that win matches, but his second illustrated this danger in the box to opposing defences as he timed his header perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. We've got to mention the, the League Cup final, Jimmy. Can't talk about you and start without mentioning that. What was abide in memory of that, that whole occasion? Enjoyed the final? Well,
1: there's a couple... I hurt my shoulder you know Osgood fouled me as I went down landed on the shoulder so I played most of the game like that you know if you ever seen
0: the mm-hmm. footage
1: but I wouldn't come off and I can't remember but I think I had a big big needle at half time as so. well and I couldn't I was like that but it's a big headedness or whatever you like to think but I thought no I can't go can I can't do without me you always think that if you're uh, you can do better than anyone else yeah a load of rubbish but it, I stayed on, stayed on. But so when he came, substituted with about five minutes to go, was it? When John came, I fell yeah. dead on it. And the next thing I knew, Frank out, no, Mike Allen was on. I was off the pitch anyway. And he came on, and John Manoni had been sent on. So we went back to the halfway line, on the bench where order was. And the only thing I said to him as I sat down next to him was, We get at this, I'll never speak. If we get beaten I'll never speak to you again. That's <laughs> for taking me off, you know what I mean? And uh, and then when the final whistle went I just gave him the biggest kiss ever. So I bet he enjoyed that. No, so, but I mean that's that, I mean them two things kinda of stick most in my mind, you
0: know. And you knew how much it meant, not just for the club in the yes, whole area. Yeah. Mm. Incredible.
1: The noise they made in that game, you know, people don't mention it
0: much. crowd are fantastic. We've got to wind it on because it it, it all ended in tears, really, didn't it? It began with the roof blown off the Butler Street, early nineteen seventy-six. When did you realise that that was going to have implications for for the team and and obviously for yourself? Because obviously the the roof wasn't insured. Well, well, nobody knew all
1: this. I mean, Mm -hmm. what happened on? We were going to play... Tottenham. Tottenham. Line. Was it in the Cup, that? or Just he a league been in match? Hmm. November, no, it wouldn't be a Cup match. J-
0: January. That's when you, thought, that's when you were told about it. November. Hmm. I think it was November 76, weren't it, when yeah. I moved? No?
2: Uh, uh, January 76, the roof blew off, and then you moved in the November.
1: Joking.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So it was fair. Well, I... Uh, you sure that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to tell you how I know it I went in for training
0: this is after the roof come off or when you it's find out day,
1: this is when I are yeah. training at the ground
0: yeah
1: I walked through to the own team dressing room and I, and, and I looked down and the roof there so I got carried on to the dressing room and all the lads are there because I was always in late <laughs> and what's what's all of this and just find out, so I was skipping it. Just find out, will you, what's happening? Can we go home or what? So that's, all, so that's all they were concerned about. So I go straight back out onto the pitch and there's Wado in the middle. And he's looking up at the stand and obviously shaking his head and what have you. Don't know what was going through his mind. And I go up to it. I go, oh, what a mess this guy, tell me about it. So anyway, by the way, I'd want to know what's just going to get all games off on Saturday, obviously. Tottenham way, like you said, wasn't it?
0: Uh, yeah. Was it a weird Tottenham no way?
1: Yeah. I thought it had been called
0: up. That's amazing, that is. Did you realise straight away how serious this all was?
1: You no, know, so then I go to my sister, what well, the messenger's, yeah. He said, weird, he said, it gets worse. I so what do you mean, it gets worse? And he just said, um, it's not insured. So, you know, like, oh, it's it's not insured. So they had a. I think i told you all this. He said he had an emergency board meeting last night, Jim. I said, hang. He said, we have to sell someone to pay for it. And my words were, I can't believe that, Gaff. He said, you to put the money in the pocket and pay for it themselves. So, you know, she said, have told me it's you have got to go. So said, they know they can get money for you. People have been after you all season, last couple of seasons, they know they can sell this is, tell uh, you for a fact, it says that the, the board the, dialogue, the board, the different directions are just ringing different clubs up, just to put them in the picture. That's it. Uh, i going anyway. And um, then, I told you this at the end of time, Bill, he said, Billy Bingham's on his way down the M6. From Edison, yeah. I said, I was wasting his journey, going nowhere. All right. Yeah. Then I started walking towards the um, the tunnel. And he said, let me finish And I'm all, I said, You finish? And, and, and he said, I spoke to Bat Busby this morning, he's wrong me. This is Tommy Doc him from the cliff at the training ground and said, "Now will you do me a favour? I've heard the Jimmy Greenos, we're selling him. Will you find out for me? And he said, i Tommy to my father uh, told me. He said, so Matt's run me and I've had to tell him, yeah. He said, so he's run back He said, and just said, well, Tommy says, so can you get him over here as soon as possible? So that day I went over to United, and that's why I'm thinking, mm. uh, November, not January, but there you go. Yeah. But, but, but he said he ah, did, you said you still weren't sure
0: about it. To, I
1: went over. Four times. What? Tommy Dot was absolutely brilliant. Well, they, he knew how much me and the supporters had this rapport. He, he knew it. Mm. And he said, go do it until you're sure. I want you to sign when you're sure, if you're sure. I went four times, went so I and back. I'm the next Wednesday, the assist I'm not going, I've made my mind up. Please, I'll have to get somebody else to. Go. I'm not going. I said, What not you do me a favour? I said, Will you get the. Ask the board if we'll come in tonight and just have a bit of a. just get together. I don't want you taking the brunt. Because then, because other people were kind of starting to make the feelings known. Yeah. I said, I want to tell them, Tony. So they did a fair play when the they all came. And we were in the boardroom, and I remember, and well, one of the guys, What's all this about, and So I said, It's me, I've asked Tony to get you all here just to tell you so that you know it isn't him who's telling me to tell you, I'm not going anywhere. There was a little bit of a pause, and one of the directors just stood up and said, We think you passed it green off. Not even Jimmy, Greenwell. And I remember it's true that picture So I looked along the line to the other guy, right? I said, You all agree not they all went like that. they all couldn't agree. look at it. They all bowed their heads. Mm. Not one of not went or whatever, you know. And I turned to, to Tony over at the end of the table. I said, I'm so Sorry I said, we're probably signing for United tomorrow. And that's how he was. They'd called them together to tell them there's no way I was leaving. Yeah,
0: but that attitude from them left you no option.
1: Well, especially that one so as well, calling to.
0: the green off. Couldn't even call you Jimmy. No, no. Is that how they spoke to players in those days? They did to me that day, but no, no, no. no. And you were the captain. You were the captain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so you you were in the Sentinel every day, Jimmy. me. You must have been on the phone to you or, or knocking on your door. And, incredible quotes for a player who's wanted by Manchester United you wouldn't read them very often thinking I've, got, I've really got to think about it I, I don't want to leave Stoke yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've got a quote from Tony Waddington on the, the day that the bid was accepted it was on Wednesday I had a, I'd lost a young player who broke his leg this is Kevin Sheldon who, 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 who yeah. broke his leg in the tackle I believe. and now I've lost a player who has been my right arm since he joined Stoke seven years ago I'm very upset it's, a, it's a, the only way clubs like ours can exist in, the, in an economic jungle. Banks are not benevolent institutions, so the needy and the poor in this game have to trade with the rich. I have sold a player and a half. I once said I would rather leave Stoke than sell Jimmy, and in the last few seasons we could have sold him so much more times for a much larger amount. This sale will cause a lot of heartache. I know with our supporters and myself. You don't get managers saying stuff like that very often.
0: He'd
1: have meant every word of that, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What, what about the relationship you oh, had with him? Because he was definitely. a special manager, wasn't he? I mean, he was a... I mean, probably to nearly all of them. He was a friend.
0: Was, uh, you know,
1: easy to talk to, you know. Mm. I was thing like I never did that. I never called him Tony, which would have been easy to do. I was calling him boss. Yeah.
0: That respect. They say he was never a great tactician and didn't do a lot of coaching, but yeah. he was his man management, was he? Man seen, management really? first. And he knew a player.
1: And he knew a player, spot on. Yeah. yeah I mean, we got Dennis and he said to me, um, best Forward I've ever signed, you yeah. know. He's telling me, have never for real, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Next time I saw." So, um, not the next time a while when I'd seen um, when I started working at Man United Sandy Busby Matt's son I got friends with him got a golf with him and like, lovely lovely man and I said Sandy answered me now. he says Lodo says to me Dennis Violet was his best signing the best forward he's ever he said and me dad said that as well <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, why did your dad sell him all the time? He um, was out and about,
0: allegedly, Allegi-
1: allegedly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned obviously you've gone to United, and you told me the story once. United were playing Stoke late on in the season, could have sent them down, and the doc didn't pick you. Did he? Probably. I think it was at the Victoria Ground as well. Oh, brilliant. Why didn't he pick you?
1: His words. Well, that's. It's weird that like you're not sending them down, So
0: You could have scored the goal that sent that okay.
1: down. On the night before, I'd been in bed, I'd done it if I was dreaming or if I was still away. I'd scored a hat trick. I missed a penalty.
0: Some game. Uh, I'd done everything. Yeah.
1: You just don't want it to come Will I get booed? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so, but it crossed my mind. But the sending them down was
0: he was there, the head of him. sending him down, so. Because he'd seen Dennis Law do it. Of course. The City Against the United. Well, mm. how nice of him to kind of. Was he a
1: great manager as well? I liked him. he got mm-hmm. a lot of enemies, but. You see, he was the one that had to disband Law, Charlton, Best team. he gave a chance for even Blue and yeah. David Sadler, And all that, he had to kind of coming to the end and, uh, and he was playing Jimmy Nicol Arthur and Sammy McElroy and Brother Brian Stevie Cockle Gordon Hill not bad but you can't just mm. and I don't think anybody else would have got rid of them Don really was the same you know at least. that's why he left I know he went for the England job but Billy Jack Norman Hunter, they, they were all coming to the end to the yeah. end Decision. And I don't think you've got the guts to tell them. Mm. I don't want you anymore. Yeah. My
0: Protecting personal it. feeling. 40 years ago this year, the 77 Cup Final. United against Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool going for the treble, yeah. which they would have got. But for you beating them. Yeah. 40 years, as I say. Now, have you and Lou Macari finally settled on who claims who the winning goal that day? Well, I'm but, always going to crave it. Lou shoots and it hits you. They like Sorry. I shoot. You shoot. It's Going yeah. wide. Is it? Yeah, we, made, yeah, we just, uh, room,
1: have it, it. He'll have it sometimes and then the next time. Oh, Yeah. We <laughs> said with Brian Moore, remember Brian Moore ITV? Yeah, uh, great guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And we went after, after the game and we went upstairs into this two rooms, curtain in the middle. Brian Moore in one, BBC in we the room with that bit. David
0: Coleman, maybe? John no. Arson? No, yeah, one of
1: those. Frank boff Frank boff yeah. Could be. I think it was Frank. Yeah. But as we went in, the first player said, oh, what's going on? Who's claiming the goal? So we said, right. What I said, <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch it again. You're going to show us it, obviously. When I shoot, if you've got the angle, when I shoot, if it's going towards the goals, and obviously he went, it's mine. No, it's loose, sorry. If we see that when Lou shoots, it's going wide, it's fine. And we that's fine, that. And we showed that, as the lad was saying after, and Lou said on a couple of occasions where well, he hasn't been with any media, <laughs> it probably would have hit the corner flag. So, and that's how it came, but then...
0: You won, that's the main thing.
1: Well, the <clears> thing was, people then tried to make more out of it. was saying, well, what did you get? I was the winning goal. I said, a sports car. So, but what happened with that sports guy? Sold him, put all the money in the players' pool. and didn't see him, just took the money. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You won at Wembley that day, obviously, but two years later, what's it like to lose a cup final? Not only lose a cup final against Arsenal, but you're 2-0 down, you, you get it back to 2-2 two, two late on, and then Arsenal go at the other end, and then scores that winning goal right at the end. What, what was that like, to lose like that?
1: Got mostly youngsters, and I probably had to blame myself in a way and that when we scored, and kind of a minute to go, whatever.
0: 2
1: Oh, Sexton should have done it, but maybe should have gone down and just stayed down. There. there was nothing wrong. He just killed the game for yeah. a while. Yeah. And he was going to bring my brother on, Brian. he's already changed to come up, but never brought him on. Maybe that would have just given chance to bring on Regal because we were on top then as well mm. really on top but all the young kids there as well still going for the winner and break down the left across to the fire post which really Gary Bailey should have had. he's traveled 40 odd yards should have got his hand to it at least help it on its way but it didn't and uh, there were a few choice words said in the bath from Martin Buckham to
0: Gary Bailey. All repeatable. Yeah. yeah. How did it end for you, you know, at United Jimmy? I've a bad pelvic injury
1: and I uh, couldn't get out
0: of the wall. So, the age of the war? Yeah, he 34.
1: Mm. Good. good age. But it wasn't right. And I don't know. I just couldn't shake it off. I couldn't train or anything. And, then, and, the, and the specialist turned around and says, "You'll have to pack the game. in, You can't play football." You know, with being like that. I thought you're right. And then when they said kind of retire, you've like had it. Thought, and that seemed to kind of improve a little bit, as if the weight was off my mind. You know, but I knew I was playing again and. Um, We kind of sounded America, and then jumped at it to get me and told me you've only got one walking stick rather than two, we'll sign
0: you, you know. And so I gave it to go over there, but... Seattle? Toronto. Sorry, Toronto.
1: I should have known, I shouldn't have known, Toronto, Blizzard. Mm -hmm. I mean, not a city, not a
0: rover, not a United, (laughs) Blizzard. Um, For a lot of players were doing that at that time, weren't they? Finishing careers. Yeah, yeah the, the football wasn't very good. There was about
1: two or three teams at the most who were any good. Mm. Hoodie had one at Seattle, New York Cosmos, Mecklenburg, Pele, Port Lauderdale and Banksy, Gert Muller. That was not Like that was all decent teams, aren't they?
0: So was it after then when you got involved with Crewe and
1: Port Vale? Yeah, I went over there for two years, had to come back after a year, it was so bad. And and what didn't help was going from grass one week to AstroTurf, the next. That was playing out with the groins as well. Yeah. So that wasn't helping, I didn't mean it.
2: Did you play against Banksy in Palais? No,
1: played against Palais and, uh, but, uh, but we didn't. They didn't play every team of... We had set, they just do what they want, don't they, you know, with me? We'd, we'd fly over to the west side from where we were, and, it, and while you were there you'd play three games but Seattle weren't on the; <laughs> they hadn't been drawn out. It was San Jose, San Diego, mm-hmm. and Montreal, and that was, <laughs> so I forget about Seattle playing them next year or year after.
0: Yeah. We, make, we mentioned the crew in Port Vale, oh, but, no, but then you got a bit of a shot at management, didn't you? Play manager at Rochdale? What?
1: Yeah, that was, was just a massive, massive wreck. Um, my brother, he then got injured and had been to Leeds. and then he was, he was a wreck, his knees had gone and all that, but he still wanted to play as best as he could. Um, And he lived in Rochdale and he'd heard that they were getting rid of the manager and he'd mentioned that you would snapped my hand off, kind of thing. So I thought, might just give him a couple of years, you know, playing the field man? Shouldn't have gone.
0: So it was almost massive. your your brother's
1: benefit? Yeah, I did it for my brother. It was for his benefit and it never worked out.
0: Because you're not cut out for management or or you just didn't have the players? I got
1: there on the false pretenses, that once I said, go on, I'll give it a go. no training pitch, no physiotherapy, no balls for training or whatever. We'd to go we'd to hire a school hall if we wanted so it was always good being in on wooden say wasn't it wasn't on It was just a disgrace.
0: Just a disgrace. you never regretted turning your back on on frontline football after that, it was a good time to leave yeah because you've given
1: everything to go yeah i could have gone any longer anyway than that mm. it was so bad <laughs> doesn't sound like it no that was so bad yeah
0: uh, you would had enough i
1: had had enough yeah, had enough, yeah. Mm. but then um, the reality is isn't it you've know, got a nine to five double through a
0: lot we did retire as millionaires in yeah. those days did you yeah, okay. mm. tell that us something i again. wouldn't
1: swear don't, don't get me wrong you know i don't even begrudge these yeah. these players getting all this money now still too much but i don't begrudge them it. I envy them like mad. But I don't begrudge them when that's true. I don't. Mm. Get what you can, lads, you know what I mean? I mean, look at the stick runies we're getting. Yeah. I don't know he's on loads of them, well, he deserves it for all the sticks he's going to get in the future, which is had now. It's horrible. It affects your family. It affects your family, Martin. Yeah.
0: I know you've watched Stoke a lot over the years obviously it's improved in time hasn't it certainly in the last decade or so who, who are the players you've enjoyed watching Jimmy in shirt over the years I'm guessing Ricardo, but well, yeah Ricciardo kind of spot on you'd have enjoyed that kind of loved no it oh yeah that sort of player
1: no no I wasn't no not a fan he used to I used to tell too quickly for my liking no. It was just a 45 minute I'm sorry. What about Ricardo
0: then? What, what did you like I Just
1: A bit like TC, really, he didn't know what you were getting, but you know it would be good. Mm. Um, I just loved him indeed with the match winner, wasn't he? Ricardo, want something to happen, give it to Ricardo. As they say, you know, you jump up when he gets here, you're off his seat, and, and not only that, a lovely, the guy. Um, I've got all the
0: time in the world for me, Yeah. I want to finish Jimmy by talking about Scobie the old boys association well, oh, can me. we
1: just go back to that but yep. he's a couple of players I'd love to have played with Crouchy
0: right
1: and I'd have liked to have played with Charlie Charlie Adam. yeah I don't think he's played But I don't want him to know what I'm saying cause I don't want to tell him what to do but I just think Charlie does is good for the team and I'd love to have played with oh. Couch. I really would.
0: What, play nothing?
1: i just love to, have, yeah. It's a different game, I wouldn't have mm. the uddy, but next best would have probably, I think, been county. I really do. Touches first class for such a big lad. I think mean, the only other big lad that I've known with touch like game was Niall Quinnan from mm. City and Sunderland. Yeah. And
0: there,
1: and there, Ricardo, lovely man. Yeah. Country, you couldn't get better than him either.
0: Was he, you four at your peak. How do you on the benches, <laughs> so? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Charlie's a I'd expect to bring him on for a <laughs> get off. Well, Huddy's coming on. Yeah. No, I like. I, I could play with Charlie. I'd like to play with Charlie as well.
0: Yeah.
1: And Shawcross, not a bad player. I know he has his ups and downs. But I like his I like his attitude and um, yeah, I love him in my
2: team all the time. So even... Just Ooh. before you move on to, to Scoba, Martin, I hope you can settle a debate, Jimmy. The, the Birmingham goal we've seen on YouTube plenty of times, but Paul Vale fans tell us he scored a better one. Is it against York? Yeah, Smithy's team. Smithy will manage it. Which is better? Talk us through the York goal first. When I was on the edge of the box,
1: and I like called Terry Armstrong, Armstrong was a, a winger from Barnsley, he was, was playing for Huddersfield, and he, could, and he could strike a good ball. So he took the corners, and he could come the right, and he could really ping the ball from the edge of the box. Not just one of them, but all. <laughs> okay, And it comes towards me, and it's flying at me. And I'm going, to, I'm going, I'm getting my body right for the right, foot now, and it's going up here, so it's going left. So after two night, it I put the in flushed it. You did the stanchion. <laughs> and flew across the neck to hit the other stanchion. <laughs> and the lads, I'm forget, the Port Vale lads just went berserk.
0: Seen like that. And
1: it was a bit. It was a bit. But when I had to meet up, I did hit the stanchion. Oh, it was
2: good. There must have been nothing like, quite like catching a volley, right? No.
1: Nah. Well, what you don't know. You've hit it doesn't say I the one I've burn of,
0: and Dennis Smith was the opposition manager.
1: Oh, I have So we come out for half-time. Oh, forgot that. So we've come out half-time <laughs> oh, so, so half and I'm in the left-back position here talking to uh, Russell Bromage. I'm just talking. Then I can hear him coming down the, onto the uh, pitch. So I turn on Smith is then yeah, in the so half. In the center his Can and all that. Danny! Eventually, turned. I give him the fish poke, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so, there you go. And
1: that's at and he It was lovely, was that? Well, you laughed and laughed oh, about that. Yeah. I still I'm still remember about it. I and mean, when one of the doers at the town hall as well, and then Gary, who didn't know, come up and he goes, Oh, Jim, that goal against York. And <laughs> now he's on the table with her. <laughs> hey, that goal against York, Jim. The rivals start one, you know that.
0: So, uh, so I still rhythm about it. And you get plenty of chance because you boys meet yeah. up regularly now. I know mean, you meet up every Tuesday or most Tuesdays, Trenton Gardens, there's a lot of dudes. How much does that camaraderie mean to you and the rest of the boys that, that you still. So closely related to each other, a, a big mates. All the yeah, ones. we
1: all love it. I mean, when we go there, it's it's just reminiscing old times, you know. And, and even some of the reserve lads that go there, they they still remember it all, and we reminisce with them. And it's good, good set of lads, and the set of lads that will be friends forever until, obviously, nature takes its course. But uh, yeah, we all look forward to it. Unfortunately, I'm one that can't get walking around the, not anymore anyway, around the lake, but yeah, they make a good uh, latte coffee there, so I I enjoy the Tuesdays.